You're listening to a Columbia Journalism Review podcast. This episode features Vanessa Ghazari, who traveled to Afghanistan on a grant from the Pulitzer Center on Crisis Reporting. She is also the author of the cover story of the January-February issue of Columbia Journalism Review, entitled Crossfire in Kandahar. That's an article you can read now on the Columbia Journalism Review website, cjr.org. Hi, Vanessa. Thanks so much for coming on to talk to us. Thank you so much for having me. So in this article, um, you write about how difficult it is to report in a place like Afghanistan, and not just because of the reasons we might think about the dangers reporters face when working in a war zone, but because of the difficulty of actually confirming your facts when you're out reporting. So if you can just sum up for us, why do you think it is so hard to nail down a story there? I have found that information really works differently in Afghanistan, and and Afghanistan is not alone in this. I've reported in other parts of Asia and in Africa, and I think you always, um, you know, when you come into a new place as a foreigner, you always have to spend a fair amount of time listening uh, to not just what people are saying, but the way things are tending in the society or the culture you're in so that you can get a sense of how how what people says actually translates into meaning within the context of, of that culture. And that I've, I've found, after working in Afghanistan for a very long time, that one of the really big problems that foreigners, and particularly policymakers and foreign militaries have when they come in, is that they don't think to do that extra step of of actually the, the act of reading what is being said, interpreting what is being said, rather than just taking it at face value or taking it the way it would be if somebody in their own culture said it. So what are the different strategies you can use to get around this problem and to confirm facts as best you can? Well, I think you use all of the ordinary strategies that reporters use anywhere. You know, you you just you have to do, I think, more work in a place like Afghanistan and one thing that I, I found, I have to say, I mean, having reported on Afghanistan for years for newspapers, I found that very unsatisfying. I found writing about it for CJR incredibly satisfying because I was talking to other journalists, and so I felt as if I could be very clear about what some of the uncertainties were. I think part of the problem with our journalism is that journalists in our, I guess, tradition in the modern West, we sort of have to present ourselves as authorities, even though most of the time we don't really know exactly what's going on, and especially in a place like Afghanistan. And so I think that when we read newspaper articles about Afghanistan, I mean, there are many fine people doing that kind of work. It's just that I wish there were a way to put a caveat on everything to say, readers, look, this is a very complicated place. And what I'm telling you reflects something that was told to me or something that I believe because I've learned some things about this situation. But it doesn't necessarily reflect the solid truth. I mean, I think that's something I've struggled with a lot as a reporter covering Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to talk a little bit about what it's like for Afghan journalists, too, working in their home country. Um, In your article, you you tell the story of Mohammed Nader, who lives in Kandahar and works as a cameraman for Al Jazeera. And he was pulled from his home in the middle of the night by NATO soldiers who arrested and questioned him. Can you talk a little bit about his story? What were those soldiers looking for? And is this an ordinary occurrence? 
Well, NATO arresting journalists is not that ordinary, which is part of why the arrests of Nader and one of his colleagues attracted a lot of attention. But harassment of journalists for doing their work, I mean, on top of all of the other issues that they have to deal with, that that is quite common. And the soldiers who burst into his house in September and arrested him it's 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 unclear to me whether and entirely whether they thought that they were arresting someone else initially or some of them did. I think that they did, you know, mean to ultimately to arrest him, although they initially identified him as a simply as a Taliban information facilitator, not as a journalist at all. So I, I'm a little unclear still on that, and nobody's really been able to give me a, a firm answer on it. But you know, I think this goes to the mystery that surrounds everything that that goes on in a place where there's so much conflict and so much complexity. I mean, Afghan Afghan journalism is very young still, and so there's not a lot of sense on the part of any of the power brokers, uh, institutional or otherwise, about what journalists do. And there's there's also some confusion among journalists themselves about what they do or what they should do. I mean, I think if you ask some basic questions about journalism to a room full of Afghan journalists, you'd get a handful of different answers. And that's something that is, you know, can be really problematic. In the the case of Nader, I think that he, it appears that he did something that his, his boss ultimately thought was unprofessional. And that possibly convinced NATO to arrest him. Um, It appears convinced NATO to arrest him and interrogate him for several days. And so, you know, you can see where in a war, some of these things that may seem small when reporters, when a cameraman, for example, is out running and, and making footage, these kinds of questions don't always come up. You know, how many times did I talk to the Taliban today? How many times did I talk to NATO today? How many times did I talk to the Afghan government today? But when, you know, you're in a very contested space and when one of the things that's most contested is control of information and whose story gets told, these can be very serious, very dangerous matters. And I guess I think part, part of why I want to write about Nader is that that is something that often I think gets lost when we talk about dangers that reporters face. We're usually talking about threats to their physical safety or imprisonment or things like that. But there are there are sort of other things that that they have to think about all the time that come even before any of those things, like where am I standing in relation to all of the power centers in this particular conflict? I see that you've been in Afghanistan on and off since 2002, and you've also been involved in training journalists and volunteers in Afghanistan. How have you seen the Afghan media change since then? Tremendously. I mean, there really wasn't an Afghan media to speak of under the Taliban. And I've, everybody agrees that journalism has just blossomed uh, in and in it's grown immensely since the fall of the Taliban. The, the quality of the journalism has not kept pace with the speed of its growth. So there's been a tremendous amount of freedom very quickly in Afghanistan, freedom of speech and things like that, and then a tremendous amount of money for these kinds of projects, largely from international donors. And so you have this space that's largely, you know, ungoverned and all of these people getting into it. And it's really wonderful to see. And I think that Afghans are 
are really doing this, many of them, for the right reasons. That is, they feel that this is a way to make a difference in the future of their country, and they feel that it's an aid to a kind of indigenous democracy. And that is really important. On the other hand, there's not a lot of professionalism, and almost any Afghan journalist will tell you that. There's not any rigorous training for the vast majority of journalists. Many of them are just smart, curious people who want to get out there and see what's going on in their country. And so that is something that I think the international community, if it wants to be involved in the media sector, might want to work more on. Vanessa Gazzari, author of the latest cover story of the Columbia Journalism Review entitled Crossfire in Kandahar. Thank you so much for talking to us today. Thanks so much. This has been a Columbia Journalism Review podcast produced by Lauren Kirchner. Theme music by Tim Hoyt. Visit CJR.org for fresh media criticism and behind-the-scenes stories every day, and to subscribe to the prize-winning magazine now in its 50th year. The Columbia Journalism Review at CJR.org. Strong press, strong democracy.